Hey there, thank you for tuning in to the This Southern Girl Can Show, the podcast that covers it all with a sweet Southern accent. Your host, Amber, is a successful YouTuber and published author who teaches others to craft, cook, run a business, and balance a hectic lifestyle. Check her out on Facebook, YouTube, and all other forms of social media under the same name as this podcast, This Southern Girl Can. You can also check out her website at www.thissoutherngirlcan.com. And now, here's Amber. Hey, y'all, it is Small Business Saturday. And on Small Business Saturday, I give you hints and tips on how to get your small business off the ground and keep it off the ground. I have been an online seller for many, many, many years. I have been on various platforms. I know the ins and outs. I know what works. I know what don't work. But let's talk about the last part of what I said earlier, keeping your business off the ground. Let's talk about something about keeping your business off the ground. And I am absolutely, I don't want to say I'm shocked, but I'm pretty surprised at how so many people are still asking this question in various crafting groups. I mean, this this is common sense stuff here. But a lot of people still are not grasping this. And y'all know me, I'm blunt and I do not sugarcoat. Sugarcoating is not going to help you. Okay, holding your hands is not going to help you. Being easy is not going to help you. I am blunt, so I'm going to tell you the way it is. So many people saying, well, um, I bought this fabric at Walmart, you know, and it's got Disney characters all over it. If I make a bag out of it, can I sell it? No. Well, I bought this, this wreath sign and it's got the Grinch on it. Can I put it on a wreath and sell it? Uh, no. And, and I'm going to explain to you why I'm saying no. So when you have these images, and you should know darn well that you cannot sell things with Disney images on it. And this goes for the NFL. This pretty much goes for anything that is copyrighted or trademarked. You should know better. Because I see a lot of people in crafting groups making wreaths uh, with, with NFL signs and this. A Harley Davidson, you know, stuff like that. So listen... When the manufacturer says, okay, I'm going to make these signs, I'm going to make this ribbon, I'm going to make this fabric, and they go and they speak with a trademark holder. Uh, let's use Mickey Mouse. So they go and they speak with a trademark holder, Mickey Mouse, Disney, they sign their contract, you know, they pay their fees. I mean, I'm sure, you know, Disney owns their own manufacturing facilities, but I'm using this as an example. And then, you know, all of the legalities are gone over and everything. The contracts are signed. And then Disney says, all right, start production. So this company, let's say they make some fabric or some ribbon with Mickey Mouse on it. They have a legal license to do so. Now, when they sell that product in the store, of course you can buy it. That's why it's in the store. And of course you can make things with it. That's why they're selling it. And you can make things for you, um, make things like if somebody has a birthday gift, you know, I've done that before. There's nothing wrong with that. But when you make a wreath using a sign with Mickey Mouse or the Grinch or something like that, and then you sell it, you can't do that. And so many people say, well, I bought the sign, I own it. No, ma'am. No, that's, that's not how it works in those terms, okay? The license that the manufacturing facility has with the trademark owner, that license does not carry over to you. You don't have the right to sell that, okay? You don't have the right to sit there, make a Harley Davidson wreath, and then sell it. And I see so many people doing this. And let's use John Deere for an example. John Deere tractors. Um, there used to be this big, huge craft store near me called Mary Joe's. It was in Gastonia, North Carolina. If you ever been there, you knew how big it was. 
and there was John Deere fabric. I remember specifically because I was making someone a gift and reading along the very edge of the fabric, the images were copyrighted, trademarked, all of that good stuff. You could not resell anything that you made with that fabric. Well, I bought the fabric and I owned the fabric and I made the bag and I could give it as a birthday gift, but you cannot sell that bag for a profit. They will come after you. And I see all these people in these craft groups and they're like, well, just go ahead and make the wreath and sell it. And then if anybody says anything, says, oh, well, I, didn't, I wasn't charging them for the sign. I was charging them for my time. Okay, do you really think that you're smarter than a whole group of Disney lawyers? Do you really think that, you know, these people in these groups are smarter than a whole group of Harley Davidson or John Deere, you know, all these attorneys? Do you really think you found a loophole? No, you didn't. You did not find a loophole. You need to stop. That's what you need to do. You need to stop. There are Etsy shops every single day, and I've seen a lot of them. Personally, I've seen a lot of them. Etsy shops every single day that have made tons and tons of sales. And then here they go, making their uh, wreaths with this copyrighted design on this ribbon. And then here they come with a cease and desist. Either their items are removed or their whole entire shop gets shut down. Now, really, is that the, the, few, the few dollars that you're making off of that wreath, is it worth getting your whole entire shop shut down for? Is it worth it? It's not worth it. I have even heard and seen people posting this that they have scouts that go out to these big huge crash shows you know like the southern woman show and all that southern christmas show and all that um where they will actually send out scouts and see if they can find people selling trademarked items from certain companies and if they do they have the right to tell you uh you can pack it all away while i stand here or you know you're getting ready to get served you know and you should like i said you should know better to begin with and it carries over to crochet too. Um, like if you're if you're making, let's say Lilo and Stitch, because this is something I saw recently. If you're making a hat and it looks like Stitch, and if you can look at it and you know that it's Stitch, okay, that's trademark infringement, copyright infringement, all of the infringements. They can come to your booth and they can yank your product. They can find you on Etsy and they can tell you to take it down. And there are. A certain person out there, I know in particular, was making uh, wreath signs and it had the Grinch on it, but they didn't call it the Grinch. I called it like Angry Christmas Guy or something like that. Really? Really? You think you're smarter? <laughs> you think you're smarter than all these attorneys and all these companies out there? No, ma'am. If you can look at something and easily identify it, I don't care what you call it. I really don't even call it Peter Rabbit for all I care. Another trademark thing, you know? It doesn't matter what you call it. If you can look at it and know right away of what it is, you're already infringing on their rights. And you can't do that. But so many people do. You remember when um when the Mandalorian came out, you know, the baby Yoda was just exploding everywhere. There was a crochet pattern. And someone made a baby Yoda crochet pattern. Well they came after her so hard and she had to take her blog posts down, take her patterns down. And then what did she do? She reposted it in a different color and said it was a bear. Really? Are you that? Are you? Are Oh my goodness. Are, are you mentally ill or something? Why are people doing this? Because then they came after her again. But you, you, you can't do stuff like that. Now, you know, if you're an artist and you draw or like, you know, I produce coloring books and stuff like that. There are, you know, certain laws and rules and regulations that revolve around artist renditions of certain things. There's, there's certain laws, you know, and 
if you're going to start getting into all that, you better make sure that you know what the laws are, that you know everything that there is to know before you start producing this. Like I have a crochet pattern. Um, Sam from Trick for uh, that movie Trick or Treat. Um, Sam, and you just have to really, really know you know, what you're doing and you need to read about everything that you can read about, about that particular image that you're wanting to put out there. All right, I want to tell you something else dumb that I heard. So someone had got some sheets, okay, sheets for a child's bed. And I think it was a Disney print. And she's like, all right, well, I just put it on the bed and then I took it off. <laughs> Therefore, it's used. Um, I'm selling used sheets. And then she cut it up and she made something. Okay, would you stop? Stop doing that. You are giving people such terrible advice. Absolutely such terrible advice. Just like the people in these groups that are telling people, oh, well, um, just make them the wreath and then send the sign with it and show them how to attach it. Okay, do you stop even trying to do that? Because that would not in any realm of anything hold up in a court of law you know, in case you should get served with a cease and desist or anything, nobody is going to buy that. Okay. It's just these, these people sitting in their houses, making wreaths and thinking that they're trying to get, you know, through these loopholes and that there are no loopholes. And like I said, I'm being blunt and there's a lot of people out there probably rolling their eyes and getting mad at me for what I'm saying. I'm only saying it to try to help you, <laughs> you know, don't, don't get mad at me because I'm trying to help you and save your business you know, you've got to care enough about your business to do things right. And if you can't come up with designs that sell without having to resort to using Disney or the NFL or things like that, then you might need to rethink what it is that you're doing. Now, on top of images, there are also sayings and phrases and even some words out there that are trademarked. Um, boy mom. Did you know that's trademark? Yeah, it's trademark. Because someone out there, and I'm getting ready to get snarky, someone out there thought that she's special because she's raising two boys. I mean, not like millions of other people haven't done that before her, but she's raising two boys and she decided to make a little blog. And so she trademarked the phrase boy mom. It's like, it's one word, it's put together, boy mom. But anybody that tries to use boy mom, because in, in certain trademark laws, if, if two phrases or wordings are so similar, someone can get confused by it then usually the rights will go to the actual trademark holder and they can tell you to take your stuff down. So let's say that you're going to make a t-shirt because I, I sell a lot of t-shirts. Let's say that you're going to make a t-shirt and it says boy mom. Now this person, this, this person that thinks that, you know, she's special for raising two boys, she can come after you and say, oh, take that down. You know, I don't want anybody using the phrase boy mom. And I do think it's kind of silly that you can get a trademark on something as simple as boy mom. You know, I, I think that's a little bit ridiculous, but it happened and it is happening. And there are lots of people out there that this woman is like a shark and she just come, comes after people, you know, oh, you can't use that phrase, you know, because it's like so original. So you have to be careful of that. So if you're thinking about doing something, if you're thinking about making like a re-sign with a phrase on it, or if you're thinking about making anything with a phrase on it, need to get online and, you know, search with the trademark registration office and make sure that that particular phrase doesn't have a trademark attached to it. Trying to save you there. <laughs> you know, you don't want to put all of your time and effort into making something. And then here some snarky person comes, oh, you know, you, <laughs> I own that phrase. And a lot of times it's simple phrases. I think, um, I think girl dad is trademarked as well. I think, um, but a lot of times it's really simple phrases that you wouldn't even think of. 
you know, and you don't mean any harm. You don't mean any harm at all, you know, just putting this phrase on something and you may not even know it, you know, and then you put it up on Etsy or, on, you know, on your Shopify store. Y'all know I can't stand Etsy. You put it up in your store and let's say that you sell it and you're doing good. Okay, now here comes this person and wants you to take it all down. All of your hard work just went down the toilet, you know, and there are people out there like that. And there seem to be a lot of people out there that are confused when it comes to copyright versus trademark. So copyright pretty much it protects original works of authorship okay authorship art poems books songs written things you know it doesn't really protect names or titles ideas methods and a trademark protects like logos and brand names and things like that that are used on physical goods you know like on buildings for services and things like that but the thing is it doesn't matter so many people are saying well is it a trademark or a copyright it doesn't matter why are you wanting to infringe on either one of those you don't need to infringe on either one it doesn't matter if it's a trademark or a copyright and here comes the people that are always saying well there are a lot of shops on etsy that are selling these just because someone else is selling it doesn't make it right okay well this person's selling mickey mouse stuff so i can sell it too no ma'am all these people are out here breaking laws and they will get shut down eventually just because someone's selling it and they have not gotten caught doesn't mean that they won't get caught in the future okay because all you got to do is just make somebody mad out there and let's say oh let's use me for an example okay you're gonna run your mouth to me and now you've upset me. So now I'm going to go to your Etsy shop where I see that you're selling Disney stuff. I'm just going to copy the link to your shop. I'm going to email Disney's legal team because they do have an email for that, for people breaking copyright law and such. I'm going to email them with a link to your store and say, look at this person over here selling this stuff. And you know what? They're going to come shut you down. That's how easy it is. That's how easy it is. Now, you don't want to put all of your effort and all of your time and energy and money because we all know that <laughs> crafting supplies are not cheap. Don't put your money into the stuff that you're going to get into trouble for selling. And like I said, just because you might sell at craft shows, don't think that you're safe there either because Disney is a big one that will send scouts out to these shows and they'll take your products down. Or they'll actually, I've heard stories of them actually taking people's product, you know, and it, you don't want to do that. Now, Etsy is a big platform. Etsy has gotten way too big for its britches. Another reason I don't like Etsy. But a lot of people sell on Etsy. So that's why I keep using Etsy as an example. So when you put up a listing on Etsy, Etsy has made the mistake of automatically assuming that every person out there that sells something has researched and fully understands intellectual property laws and they're going to follow them. No, people are breaking these laws left, right, and sideways. So in a lot of cases, this Etsy seller is going to get caught for copyright infringement because another Etsy shop owner or copyright holder reports them. Like I said, you know, all you got to do is just make one person out there upset, make one person out there mad, and they're like, well, I will get you shut down. They can and they will. They can and they will. Don't think that they can't. Okay, because like I said, all they got to do is just copy a link to your store and email it to Disney. They ha Disney has hundreds of people working on copyright infringements, you know, 24-7. That's what they do, okay? Don't think that you're going to get around it. Now, if you get caught infringing on someone else's intellectual property, one of the things that can happen is you're going to receive, receive, I can't even talk. I'm sitting here drinking orange juice. <laughs> and I can't even talk. My throat's getting dry. Um, they can send you a cease and desist. 
you can be forced to stop selling and you may have to pay damages to the person who owns that trademark, who owns the copyright. Um, you may have to play, uh, play, play. You may have to pay attorney fees for the plaintiff, okay? And if they let you keep your items up, you can either take it down or you can leave it up with the agreement that you will purchase the licensing agreement that you need in order to legally sell the products. And I'm gonna tell you, those are expensive. Do yourself a favor and take it down. Now, fair use and public domain, that's all different things. And I'll get into that in a later episode because we're not talking about that. We're talking about actual copyrighted products here. Now, let's look at it from a different perspective because this is happening a lot. I don't know why people are buying these, these cheap clothes off of these websites like, what is it, like Shein or Shein, however you say it, S-H-E-I-N. You know, they buy these cheap clothes and here's the thing companies like that will seek out these small time graphic designers let's say that you're making t-shirts or tote bags and you're selling them on etsy and you're good at graphic design and you're sitting there with your ipad and you might work all day long to perfect your image and it looks good and you're happy with it and you put it on your items and you put it on etsy uh-oh now here comes somebody who's wearing a shirt with your with your picture on it that you designed but they didn't buy it from you. They bought it off of Shein. And like I said, there's so many small time designers having a problem with this. And they also had a problem with Target. Um, several designers actually have been ripped off by Target. Big businesses can do it too. Cause there's a lot of talented uh, people out there on Etsy and with their private websites, lots of talented people out there that are good designers, but these big companies come down and they can take it and they will put it on products and then they sell it and then what are you going to do are you going to try to sue target you know you can try a lot of people can try but here's the thing did you have this particular thing copyrighted did you have this particular thing trademarked you know because they can flip it right back around on you and say oh well we made this design first and somehow this person must have got hold of it and now they're copying us and blah 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 and it's a mess and now your design is being produced by a big company out there and there's you can try to do something about it but a lot of times people don't win you know and then you're wasting your time and, and money and you know it's just it's a mess it's absolutely a mess and all these intellectual property logs they're complex i'm not an attorney i'm just telling you this is like i said it's common sense stuff this is stuff that is so basic that you should already know but um I have talked enough on this topic. I'm just telling you to please be careful, especially around the holiday season. Okay, we're Q4, coming up on Christmas, and so many people out there just trying to make money. We all got bills to pay, but you need to be so smart and so careful about how you're trying to make your money so that your shops don't get shut down completely. All right, please protect yourselves. Anyway, I hope this helps somebody. If you would, please go back and listen to some of my past episodes. Stay tuned for future episodes. I'll talk to y'all later. Bye. You've been listening to the This Southern Girl Can Show. If you enjoyed this podcast, don't forget to follow so you'll be notified of upcoming episodes. Take care, and we'll see you next time.